Hi, I'm Mason. Hi, I'm Emma, and welcome to Limelight, the Falcon Film Podcast. Um, unfortunately, Annie's not here today, so it's just Mason and I. But yeah, we're going to be talking about um, movie sequels, some of our favorites. So yeah, do you want to get us started, Mason? Absolutely. So uh, movie sequels make up uh, a large chunk of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, a couple of my favorite movies include Terminator 2 Judgment Day, The Dark Knight, Empire Strikes Back, Aliens, um, Toy Story 2, and Captain America the Winter Soldier. All of these are second installments of mostly big name franchises of action movies and classic um, just sci-fi. Uh, obviously, you know, you got Star Wars and Terminator are action sci-fi, but um I think that actually each of these examples of movies took the incredible framework, the design work, the foundation of the movies that that came out before them, the worlds that were created in cinema, and then elevated the medium to an entire new level. I mean, I am of the opinion that Empire Strikes Back changed cinema from 1980 onward and showed how good a sequel really can be. Um, because for a long time, at least in my humble opinion, a lot of a lot of sequels were just not looked at as valid. And you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that is kind of always how I felt. Um, and then Empire kind of shows up in 1980 and is like, um, never mind, we can make some amazing sequels. So that's uh, my quick blurb about sequels. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I personally think, I mean... There, there are a lot of sequels I love. They can definitely be a bit of a mixed bag. I think especially it's moved towards some of that nowadays, now that there's a lot of, I think, in my opinion, excessive like reboots and sequels. But even among the huge amount of those kinds of movies, there are definitely some really great ones, especially like, I know you mentioned The Dark Knight. I love that movie so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. I think there are so many sequels. This is the problem with sequels is there for every single amazing sequel, there is usually like 10 to 15, just like average mid tier sequels. You know, you get movies that just had no point in existing, like, you know, like some of the Disney sequels. Like, you know, you've got like Aladdin 2 and 3 and 4 and whatever. Like, like who, who who remembers anything about Aladdin 2? Who remembers anything? Yeah. Especially since I, I think the, I've never, I've maybe seen one of them, but I don't remember. But like, yeah, those like old, like Disney direct to DVD yeah, exactly. sequels of like the classics. Those are in a tier all their own of like bad and they clear belong in a special place in hell. Yes, clear attempts. At, see, I think the problem is when a sequel is like a clear attempt, it's just like, haha, here's a popular thing. Let's yeah. make more money off of it. Cast then bad. it goes into the realm of being like, okay, why did we need this? Something that's kind of in a middle ground for me is, um, I don't know how many people have seen this, but National Treasure 2 um oh i love the first national treasure movie like i think we've talked about it on the podcast before i love that movie um that's like one of my uh, that's like 
a foundational movie and like I guess it sounds funny to say but it's like a childhood classic for me oh Um, me too yeah because my family like we watched that multiple times growing up it's one that like we quote um a decent a lot like if if a conversation goes on for too long you will probably hear some jokes about like regurgitated like you know the Albuquerque snorkel like that whole thing um love the movie but like the second one it's not terrible it's fine but it's not great either yeah it's fine very very mid tier (laughs) and so when I'm watching it like there's some like good like highlights like I really like the characters in both the movies and I think that's what elevates the second one is just that it continues like the story of these characters that are are really fun to watch um but the plot and the story itself is just kind of like why did we need this is this really what's happening here (laughs) why did we need more of this the premise was kind of supposed to up the ante you know like in the first movie he steals the declaration Mm -hmm. of independence but in the second one he's he's gonna kidnap the president like that sounds incredible in theory and then spoiler alert the president go on a treasure hunt at mount rushmore yeah and then spoiler alert it's all executed like kind of bland it's like wait that was the president kidnapping that was the most what yeah Uh it's it's kind of it's just very whoever came up with the concept a tier concept it's good you know nicholas cage kidnapping a president this is a good idea how they chose to do it was not a good idea it's just yeah that's the thing yeah, like you said it's very it's very bland it's something yeah. i will still it has enough good moments and it's enough mindless fun that i will still watch it um occasionally but not nearly as much as like i'll rewatch the first one which is that one's really just a classic for me and then the second one is just like yeah that's a thing that happened that's yeah, how i exactly. also that's how i feel about um except more negatively about the third night at the museum night at the museum the honestly the first two i'll talk about the second one in a bit those are also somehow in the same mental category for me as like national treasure like just movies that we would watch a ton like as kids and yet and we still like the nostalgia Um, goggles emma nostalgia goggles i i I will defend i'm just kidding i like i will defend I will fight you. I like them too. The the third one though, but, but I don't know if everyone agrees with me. I absolutely love the second night at the museum. That movie, it, it is so funny. That's the Smithsonian, right? Yes. That movie is so funny and I absolutely love it. That's got the, do not cross this line. Yes. You just crossed it. (laughs) I'm going to kill you. That movie is, I am very much blinded by nostalgia when it comes to that movie because- Who plays Pharaoh again? I don't, I don't know. I just know that my brother, he would, thankfully he does not listen to this podcast because he would probably kill me for talking about this. He has very few impressions that he will do. But one of the ones that he does that is really, really good is of- I think like it's Ra, that's the main villain in that movie. Uh-huh. He, he he does an impression, he used to do an impression of him and we just as kids thought that was the funniest thing ever. Um, and so 
I've just always been very entertained by that movie. Maybe not the most solid plot wise, maybe a little bit all over the place, but that movie is so fun. It's not one of the sequels that makes me go like, yes, this is a necessary addition to this, this, you know, now franchise, but I still really enjoy it. (laughs) That's my, that's my confession. I, I have that, that. That's one of those movies that it's just fun to watch. Oh yeah, it's super enjoyable. I mean, the cast is great. It's uh, so Rainy Malik is the one who plays. Um, uh, um call, say his name again. I forgot. Uh, there, there, it's two different ones. He is the um, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember what the character's name is in the first one. He's the one in the first one. He's not the villain. But then oh. it's his br- his brother, I think, oh. in the second movie. His brother played by Hank Azaria. I guess I don't. I I, I knew that Older Rami Malek played the one in the first movie, and then the one in the second movie. I I didn't know who played, but now I do. Um. Okay. So yeah, that's that's the one with the yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, I mean, you got Ben Stiller and Amy mm-hmm. Adams and. Uh, the late Robin Williams. I miss him so R&D. much. Me too. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm looking at pictures now, man. I actually really enjoy that movie too. See, isn't God? it a fun it's movie? Fun. Yes. It's super fun. I do really enjoy that movie. It is my, I need to rewatch that. Like this summer when I go home, I need to put together a family movie night because that's, 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 that's a classic for us right there absolutely speaking of really fun sequels have you all ever heard of the dark knight that's a fun sequel yes i have yes i have that is an amazing <laughs> sequel <laughs> it i, I think it, i am of the opinion that the dark knight is the best superhero movie ever made because it's not a superhero movie it's actually just a crime drama disguised under the name of the dark knight um i would not contest you there i that movie has a very special place in my heart it is so brutal for a PG-13 movie, though. Mm-hmm. That movie scared me as a kid. I remember watching the opening scene with the Joker's bank heist. And one, first of all, the, the stunts that they pulled with the zip lines on top of the buildings. I think they filmed it in Chicago, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know. So is amazing that opening scene with with Hans Zimmer's like droning score it like makes you so on edge from the first shot of that movie it's one of those movies you know like sometimes when you start a book and you open up and you read the first blurb you're like okay this is going to be a good book yeah that is the immediate impression you get when you watch the dark knight oh for sure but it's terrifying it is the joker in that movie Heath Ledger's performance is so scary it is like he does such a great job. Also, R.I.P. Why we ended up talking about so many movies with dead actors. Um, that's sad. But yeah, I I absolutely love that movie. It's it's also one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. Um, I I I love that whole series. But yeah, it's it is a really great follow up. Amazing sequel. There's so much to talk about in it. There's just so much about it that is so good. The plot, the performances, the cinematography. Okay, some of the action filming is not the world's greatest action filming, but just 
I mean, the the set design, the costumes, the mm-hmm. props. I mean, the freaking semi truck flip. Are you kidding me? The hospital explosion. If you guys have not seen the live, uh, like the the behind the scenes footage of Heath Ledger blowing up that hospital, what you see in the movie is his. It's it, they did it in one shot because they blew up a hospital. And mm-hmm. he, his reaction is what you see because he pressed the button and not all the explosives went off. And so his little like reaction thing where he's like, what's going on is like his live in character reaction to the explosion, not going off. And they just left the camera rolling and then it finally goes off. I mean, just, just incredible. I mean, the Harvey Dent performance, obviously your Bruce Wayne. I, oh my gosh. I, I, I miss Christian Bale. I mean, make fun of his voice all you want. The, you know, you can laugh at it all you want. But I, Christian Bale will always be my Batman. Oh, mine too. Especially since like, yeah, that's, those are the Batman movies that like I grew up with. So it's just like, for me, pinnacle of Batman greatness. Absolutely. You know what else is a really good um, superhero movie sequel? The Winter Soldier. Oh my gosh. That's one of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. That might be my favorite or second favorite behind Guardians. Holy cow. Yeah, I oh, I just, I love how, see, that's the thing. I think some of my favorite Marvel movies are ones that like, they're not like just like action, like superhero movies that kind of like cross genres. Cause that one to me, it, it's kind of like a, you know, like spy thriller, like. That's exactly what it is. Scenario. It's a spy thriller. And I think Marvel movies are at their best when they branch into those, like, you know, overlapping genres. I Absolutely. It's so good. I, I think that it's it's what creates the, the unique ones are the ones that really stick out. I mean, James Gunn's style on Guardians of the Galaxy, not a sequel, but it, it's just that unique. It's completely different than other Marvel movies, and it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, The, the Winter Soldier is another movie that i remember being on the edge of my seat i watched it when it came Mm -hmm. out what what, 2014 so i would have been a 13 year old kid and that movie (laughs) was a little intense for a 13 year old mason (laughs) i remember i watched it with my father and my sister and we were like oh we like couldn't breathe because we were (laughs) were all on the edge of our seat but that's a good thing in a a spy thriller that's a good thing yeah i i didn't it's always been funny to me. I don't think I had the exact same experience as some Marvel fans watching that for the first time because the whole reveal with like Hydra and everything, I, cause I think this is the order I watched stuff in. I knew that was going to happen. I didn't realize entirely how that would go down in that movie, but I think what was happening, what I, if I remember correctly, what happened was, um, my family, like we, we started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from the beginning. And since that comes out on a week by week, it came out obviously on a week by week basis. And we had a chance to see that first before we could get to the theaters. I, and it coincides, at least in the first few seasons, it kind of drops off later. That coincides with um, like the events that are unfolding in the movie. And since it's S.H.I.E.L.D. based, they obviously had to do their own like Hydra reveal. I got that reveal first before I saw the winter soldier which honestly I'm not mad about because I also love how they do that in um agents of shield like that 
area that latter later half of um season one is some of the show like it was one of its peaks um sorry I know this is a movie podcast but I also I am a much of my life agents of shield nerd so I just have to talk about it a little bit when the opportunity arises but but that didn't really but take away even though I knew some of that that didn't really take away from the experience of watching um the winter soldier for the first time for me because I still think it builds up like you know that reveal and like all that suspense and mystery so well that it was still like super enthralling and engaging to watch also like I think I love the choice of having um like Scarlett Johansson like co-star in that movie because the the dynamics between um Steven and Tasha is just so good I love I they have like such great chemistry platonic chemistry yeah yes I love it so much yeah it's it's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal uh another two um sequels that kind of overlap for me in just terms of quality um, direction, similar vibes. Um, there's the sci-fi action movies, Terminator 2 Judgment Day from 1991 and Aliens from 1986. Not Alien, Aliens. These are another two of my favorite movies. I am a sucker for 80s and 90s. I guess you could classify these as hard R action films. Um, big, big soft spot for these kind of movies. I steal some of my opinions from Sean Chandler, um, if you've ever seen him on YouTube, he is just one of my favorite movie reviewers and I've stolen some of his terminology because I just, I agree <laughs> with the way he assesses it. Like he likes to refer to Terminator 2 as a boy and his dog film, but it's a boy and his murder robot. And so it kind of has that same like vibe of a boy and his dog film and like learning to, and the dog protects him and blah, 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 from danger. That's but funny. the dog is played by... Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually seen either of those movies. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I would I would highly recommend them. Uh, Aliens, in my opinion, has one of the best female protagonists ever. One of the best protagonists ever. Um, Sigourney Weaver's Ripley mm-hmm. is a phenomenal c- character. Just so well done. So, so much of a badass. Um and she's just so fun to watch on screen. And she does, she's kind of one of the, it's funny because in the movie, she is surrounded by all of these like macho, tough Marine guys and girls. And they're all like super powerful. And they're, they're going into this planet to start shooting all these aliens because they're investigating something. And then Sigourney's character, who is just a civilian, turns out to be the smartest one out of all of them. And so all of these super tough prepared Marines kind of get their butts whooped. And then Sigourney's character outthinks creepy xenomorphs. And so it's kind of this, and she, she kind of learns how to be her own badass along the way. And it, it's very well done. The action's great. The atmosphere is great. Um, if you know what a chestburster is, it's absolutely horrifying and disgusting. Um, but it's, oh my gosh, the, the another just world that is so enthralling to live in for two hours and one you'd never want to in real life (laughs) but like paved the way 
in sci-fi. I mean, Star Wars had kind of already set that foundation for how to do the practical effects. Um, and, and, you know, aliens kind of kept walking on that and did just a phenomenal job with similar practical effects to the Star Wars films, but completely its own vibe, completely unique and just an exceptionally well done film. Highly recommend aliens. All right, friends, it is time to move into the weekly what to watch section of the podcast where we each recommend a movie related to the topic that we like. So, yeah. Do you want to go first, Mason? I would love to go first. So uh, the personal recommendation for Mason is uh, I'm actually going to phone it in from a friend because uh, I wish Annie was able to be here and she desperately wanted to talk about Shrek 2. She holds the opinion that Shrek 2 is the best movie sequel ever made. And I'm not going to deny her that, even though it may not be my favorite. Um, Shrek 2 kind of does uh, everything that Shrek did and does it better. And um, it's kind of a phenomenal movie. It's, it's an underrated gem. I haven't seen Shrek 2 in a long time. But shout out to Annie and her absolute passion and love for Shrek 2. So... Annie, that one's for you. Okay. And for my um, weekly what to watch, I have a bit of an unpopular opinion here, but I will. It's an uncorrect opinion. It's tooth and nail. I am going to suggest Cars 2. No. I know a lot of people don't like that movie. Because it's bad. In my opinion, it is because they wanted a racing movie and they were sad that it wasn't a racing movie. And you know what? I don't care because I don't care about racing movies. <laughs> I really like it. So it focuses on, you know, it kind of switches very much. It does very much switch things around from the original, but it focuses on Mater and it basically turns into this car spy thriller, um, but animated and very funny and awesome. And I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting intense here. I'm getting, I'm getting heated. Like, I don't know. I can't even give you a solid reason other than I just personally really enjoy this movie and I would recommend it. I would recommend people rewatch it and reevaluate their opinions on it because it is a very funny, very endearing movie. It may not be perfect, but I find it highly entertaining. And I've never understood why people don't like it. So I am going to just go out there and, and recommend it. And you can't stop me, Mason. You I will not stop me. I will not stop you. I will not try to invalidate your opinion, <laughs> even though I kind of already did. I, there's just torture. <laughs> there's torture in a Cars movie. And there does not awesome. need to be torture in a car mo- Cars movie. And it's intense. It subverts your expectations. Don't I hate that term. The Last Jedi subverted my expectations and I've been burned for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, hey, I don't like The Last Jedi, so I guess I that can The Last Jedi sucks. That can at least to, you know, put put you at peace a little bit. But right, that's I'm down now. That's a topic for a different day. Um and so yeah, I think it's time to wrap this up, guys. So, thank you all for listening. Once again, I'm Emma and I'm Mason. And thank you for listening to Limelight.